Before we start this episode, I want to give a big shout out to Zipster, local web people who help entrepreneurs and artists make kick-ass websites and get found online. Visit Zipster.com to find out more information. And on to the episode. Welcome to the 110th episode of the Free Pizza Podcast. Today's guest is Ann Morris, co-executive of Greensboro Dance Project and dance instructor. Enjoy. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. We're here at eight o'clock in the morning in our <laughs> office, and this is super great. Um, I love being up this early, but um, yeah, thank you for meeting me. Yeah, of course. This is great. So tell us a little bit of kind of who you are and what you do. Sure. Well, I am one of two executive directors of the Dance Project, which is a nonprofit here in Greensboro, um, and. I'm also the director of one of our major programs, which is the North Carolina Dance Festival. Yes, and that's insane. So I'm, I'm super, I do want to talk about how you got into those roles because yeah. you are a dancer. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about well, the, the recitals that are coming up sure. that year are kind of representing. So yeah, give us some background on you. So where are you from? How did you get into dancing and all that? Yeah, I'm originally from the Atlanta area. Um, really? And I, you know, I grew up dancing my whole life. Um, went to college. Actually, I started at UNCG um, and uh, finished my finished my undergrad in Massachusetts at a college up there, Smith College. And you know, I wasn't a dance major, but I dan- I continued to dance. And uh, and my junior year, I realized you know this is really something I want to to focus on in my life and yeah. to make my life's work. And um, I spent a few years dancing with a, a small contemporary dance company, both in Massachusetts, and then the company moved to Miami. So I spent a few years in Miami. No way. Yep. <laughs> that, was a, that was a fun time. Um, and then uh, I, I thought I wanted to teach in higher education. So I, um, I came to grad school to get an MFA in dance. I came back to UNCG yes. and uh, had a great time did a little bit of teaching um, as an adjunct after that, mm-hmm. uh, but was also, I had, um, as I graduated from that program, gotten a program director job here at Dance Project, um, helping at, at that time the executive director and the founder of the, the organization, Jan Van Dyke, who is one of my professors, and um, got involved with the dance festival at that point, sort of helping to coordinate, um, also doing a lot of our grant writing and marketing and those kinds of things. And um, in 2015, uh, Jan had been really sick and she passed away and so myself and uh, my colleague Lauren Joyner who had been our school director we stepped up into the executive director position so we have sort of a unique um, unique leadership model but it's really working for us we're very complementary personalities and have have skills that really work well together Um, Mm. so we've been we're going in I guess this is our fifth year um, as directors of the organization yeah so that's um, it's it's been challenging and exciting, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it keeps us busy for sure. But um, but it's really fun too. You know, it yeah. gets it, it allows me to really um, bring a lot of my interests into mm. what I do, and um, every day is a little bit different. Yes, yes. <laughs> In addition to the dance festival, we also and we I mentioned our school. We have a studio here in downtown Greensboro in the the Cultural Arts Center, mm-hmm. um, and we teach kids as young as 
18 months all the way through adults. We're one of the really? few studios in the area that has drop-in classes for adult dancers, oh adult my students. Gosh, that's insane. Yeah, so that's really fun. I, I do teach a little bit in our studio. Um, and we do a lot of community outreach. We go to into a lot of the schools, do stuff in Labauer Park. Um, and just, you know, we, we try to... We try to open doors to dance for for as many people as possible and make it um, make it really accessible. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's so wild. You've done so much. <laughs> you kind of got it into you know a little a little bit, but um, to shine some more light on you, mm-hmm. what type of dancing do you like? Um, what do you mostly do or teach? Tristan, why are you here? Hi, Daniel. Hey. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, sorry to barge in and interrupt what you're doing, but I'm so excited about the hand-to-hand holiday market. I just wanted to come over and tell you immediately all about it. <gasps> tell us about it. Oh, okay. So this is going to be the eighth annual hand-to-hand holiday market, November 10th. It's a Sunday. Okay. From 11 to 5 p.m., free to attend. You said free to attend? Yes, totally free. Didn't cost you no money. Wow. Yes. Okay. And there's over 45 vendors. And this year, there's a theme. What's the theme? Self-care through the holidays. Wow. Yeah. So if you're feeling stressed and feeling overwhelmed with the holidays coming up and feeling like you can't take care of yourself and get your Christmas shopping done Mm -hmm. or whatever kind of shopping you need to get done to buy some gifts and surprise people, Mm -hmm. then you can come to the hand-to-hand market and... You can take workshops and basic ways that you can develop your handmade business to help you with that, but also to de-stress and how to refocus on yourself through a time of year when we feel like we overgive and and have to keep going and going for others. So that is why I came over and interrupt everything that you were doing so I could tell you about how awesome this year's holiday market is going to be. Guys, that sounds amazing. You have to show up. It's free? Free. To the public. Yep. Workshops. Yep. Oh my gosh. Skill shares and some self-care is going to be all up in there. Panel discussions? Yes, panel discussions too. Oh my gosh. Guys, show up to the hand-to-hand market, the eighth annual hand-to-hand market, holiday market. Yep. November 10th, Sunday, 11 to 5 p.m. Where? Revolution Mill and the Wham Rev Gallery. Ram Rev Gallery. Wham Rev Gallery. Show up. Come in strong. Let's get it. All right. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, I was trained primarily in ballet growing up, and then I got to college and discovered modern dance and realized that that was really really where my heart was. Um, And I... I, right now, I, I teach both. I teach ballet and modern dance. And okay. I love teaching ballet. But in terms of my own performing, um, definitely modern is, uh, is my yes. focus. And, and that's, you know, that's my, my primary interest in terms of what I like to watch as well. And mm. that's, that's the main focus of our dance festival. We do modern and contemporary dance um, from North Carolina choreographers. But I love the way that that modern and contemporary dance allow for lots of fusion and lots of different influences. So it's not just one thing. Yes. I mean, every choreographer basically uh, can 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 do their own thing, and I love that variety. And I love um, I love the different influences that can be a part of it. So that's that's really interesting to me as well. That's awesome. And for people who don't know, mm-hmm. what is modern or contemporary dancing? What is, what is that compared to like ballet or something yeah. like that? Well, it's often defined kind of in contrast to ballet. Um, 
partly because there are some contrasts there. Uh, I'll, I'll put my little uh, dance teacher hat on for yes, a minute. Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so modern dance is a uh, an American dance form. It's mm-hmm. it is found in other parts of the world now as well, but um, a lot of the the sort of pioneers of modern dance were American um, dancers in the turn of the the 20th century. And at the time, you know, most of what you would find on a on a stage in a theater would be ballet. Mm-hmm. There was there were lots of social dances at the time as well. But um, but if you're going to see dance and you know a dance performance, it's going to be ballet. And there mm-hmm. were a lot of dancers at the time that were really questioning. You know, is this the only way that that we can express ourselves through dance? Mm-hmm. And so, over a couple of decades, there were lots of explorations in terms of, you know, subject matter. Uh, does does dance have to be pretty? Does it have to yeah. deal with fairies and supernatural <laughs> beings? Um, can it really express some of the some of the harder things about life? You know, the those years were the depression, the world wars, you know, so there were a lot of really, um, really hard, intense things happening and people were really struggling to express themselves artistically. And, and so modern dance was one way that that, that that was happening at the time. Um, there was also a real interest in, um, moving away from, you know, the, the point shoes uh, yeah. of ballet yeah. and, and feeling more grounded. Uh, so shoes came off. Modern dance is typically performed barefoot. Mm. So there's more connection um, with with the ground and with gravity, the, the heaviness of the body. Um, there's more movement in the spine typically. Mm. Uh, so the corset of ballet came off at the time. And so there were just lots of explorations and over, I mean, really, one of the things that characterizes modern dance is is that um, constant urge to kind of redefine itself yeah. and to push push the boundaries of what's expected or what um, what people are currently making and to keep asking questions and I think that's one of the things I really like about it um, you know it, it's gone through a lot of uh, a lot of different, forms and now when we look back at some of those pioneers of modern dance it feels really dated or very yeah. um, you know it's not entirely true but but it sort of feels it feels much more classical than what's happening now right. um, because yeah. we've also been through the postmodern dance period where really all of you know that's in the 70s where everybody's questioning the status quo mm-hmm. um, and and a lot of pedestrian movement came into the field and now in the last couple of decades you know there's been fusion from uh you know different cultural dance forms um there's been a merging of of sort of the main theatrical dance forms so elements from ballet from jazz you know merging with modern and that's sort of what we are talking about when we talk about contemporary dance um, there's there's like entertainment contemporary dance as well mm-hmm. um, that that you might see on a dance competition show yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's a little bit different than what what we are talking about we're really looking at that lineage that comes directly out of um, the modern dance um, era and postmodern yeah. dance it's crazy how far that kind of goes back mm-hmm. you know as far as because you see like you said you mentioned like having shoes and you see mm-hmm. that like on like old TV shows and mm-hmm. movies and stuff like that or I guess I mean back to like maybe African heritage. Oh like, yeah, like that. So mm-hmm. that's really insane. 
Yeah. I'm curious. So you, I haven't talked to a dancer. Well, I haven't talked to one last week, but not as far as going to a master's program. Yeah. So how'd that look in Massachusetts, you said? Uh, the master's program was here at UNCG. Okay, at mm-hmm. UNCG. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So how was, how was that? Uh, it was really, I mean, I, I'm kind of a dance nerd, so yeah. it was really great for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are different, um, like each master's program has kind of a different focus. So yeah. some are really focused on choreography and performance. Others have more of a focus on dance pedagogy, dance teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, some are kind of, they, they bring in more of the theoretical perspective, maybe to set people up to go for a PhD. Yeah. Um, and one of the th- reasons that I chose the, the UNCG program was, at least at the time, you know, it was really, it was pretty holistic. There were, you know, it was a choreography degree, so we did a lot of choreography, but there was also an emphasis on thinking about dance history and dance theory, and there, you know, there was a pedagogy element. It was kind of all these different things, and I throughout my life have had a hard time sort of choosing just one thing to focus on. Yeah. Um, in As an undergraduate, I was an English major and loved to write and loved to sort of think about things in abstract and theoretical ways. And so that was um, something I was interested in doing with dance as well. Um, so that was, that. I mean, that was a really great program for me because it it allowed me to uh, really go deeper into all of those different fields um, while I guess honing my skills as a as a well-rounded person in the arts in yeah, dance you know absolutely. yeah it seems like you got very a lot of teaching very well well, well, well rounded mm-hmm. in, that, in that field mm-hmm. your, your master's program that's insane that sounds so overwhelming <laughs> I mean I think you know master's programs are designed to be kind of overwhelming but yeah. um, but there's also something really it's kind of exciting to get to immerse yourself in that environment for a short period of time. Yeah. There are there are master's programs that are that are low low residency that sort of you you do them from a distance or you you know come together in the summers and then are working separately. I really wanted to be able to to just focus on this and not have to be balancing. Uh, not be balancing my coursework with a full-time job or anything like yeah. that. I mean, I did work as a teaching assistant, so you know there was <laughs> there was a, a job happening there, but um, but it was all within my field, and I and that was really important to me at the time. Absolutely, absolutely. And as far as you teaching and mm-hmm. choreographing, because mm-hmm. you do that obviously um, a little bit here. A yeah, little bit a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So how I'm curious of how you create these dances and flows, like what do you put into these, I guess, mm-hmm. moves? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so I I do teach um, a couple of classes here at Dance Project. And within within the, the studio, I, I create, I mean, weekly I'm creating material for the students to learn. And then we do have a, a showcase at the end of the, the year. So I'm creating choreography for my students. I haven't been creating choreography for um, for professional dancers for a little while but um, I mean in terms of where where the material comes from I would say it's a mix you know in a classroom setting there are certain technical skills that you're you're trying to develop in the students mm-hmm. and so 
as I think about, um, you know, we start with a warm up in mm-hmm. class so that we're we're focusing on particular parts of the body um, and and strengthening and warming those up and, and practicing very specific skills. And then as we go through class, we start to put those ideas together in bigger ways. So we might we might start with exercises that are really just about warming up the spine or warming up the feet and then you know a little bit into class then we're going across the floor and um and doing bigger bigger movements or jumps those kinds of things as our bodies are getting ready for that and then we typically um we typically build a a longer phrase or sometimes we call it a combination a longer phrase at the end of class and and my my hope for that is that It's a time both to bring some of the technical skills that we've been working on in our warm-ups into that. So they're like, oh, I've seen that before, right? I know how to do that, or we worked on that earlier. And and also to um, explore some new ideas or allow more creative expression. Mm -hmm. I think, especially in a modern dance class, one of the things that is important to me is that the students are not just learning to copy what I'm doing but they're learning to put their own their own artistic expression into that Mm -hmm. they're bringing what their experiences are what their training is and the way they're interpreting the movement into that um, into that phrase so so those are kind of my goals as I'm building material for class Absolutely. That's cool. I, mean, I feel like there's a lot that goes into that. You probably make it really seem kind of easy, but like, because <laughs> I've always been interested in like just dancing and how, what I see on the screen, how mm-hmm. that develops. So that's, re- that's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the things, I mean, it's true for not just in modern dance, but every choreographer kind of does it differently. Right. Because they're right. influenced in different ways and they've had different life experiences. Um, you know, some choreographers, not necessarily in a class setting, although maybe there, but when they're making work uh, for for the stage, mm-hmm. let's say, some choreographers really start with a piece of music that's inspiring them, and that that kind of leads the way, and the yeah. movement follows. Other choreographers, you know, approach it. I mean, this is sort of a simplistic way of saying it, but say, you know, I want to make a dance about this, you know, some kind of content yeah. idea, yeah. Um, and then they then they develop the movement to support that idea. Other choreographers are really interested in experiments that are happening either in the rehearsal uh, studio or on stage. You know, some some choreographers and even some of the ones we'll will be presenting in our dance festival are working with uh, we call them chance procedures. Mm-hmm. So things like rolling the dice flipping coins so you would have maybe a a couple of options of okay so who's going to play this role today or which which two movements are we going to do first and they flip the coin and and whichever movement comes up for that coin toss that's what they start with and so um you know some choreographers are really interested in the ways that those experiments play out on stage, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't work as well, you know, and other choreographers really want everything to be very set. Um, So it's, (laughs) the, it's, it's sort of wide open in terms of how people are going from that initial idea, whatever that is, to the finished product. Right. Do you find your ways more set or more, I guess, loose? I like, I mean, especially when I'm working with students, Mm -hmm. um, 
I like to have some of the uh, experimentation happening in the rehearsals. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like to find ways to give the, give the students, give the dancers um, some agency in making decisions. Yes. And then once we're finding something that works, I usually set it um, for the for the performance so that we'll say, okay, let's keep that. Yes, um, that makes sense. And then, you know, let that's the way we're gonna do it every time. Yeah. Yeah. There there are other other times where where it works to be more fluid. Um, some of the work that I that I did, you know, as a as a grad student was more based in kind of in the moment decision making. And so there there were some pieces that looked different each night of the performance because yeah. the performers were making different decisions mm -hmm. um, each time. Yeah, that's wild. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense for it to be set for a performance, mm -hmm. you know, as a end result. So that makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. Do you still keep in touch with anything, anyone from UNCG? Just you or my mother? Yeah, I do. Um, I I am in touch with a lot of the the other grad students that I went yeah. through yeah. the program with, um, as well as I mean, s several of the faculty members that I studied with are still there, so I keep in touch with them that, there. And others have moved on or retired, and I try to um, keep them linked in to to what Dance Project is doing. Exactly. You know, Dance yeah. Project because our founder was um, a professor for many, many years and department head in the UNCG dance department. Um, we have close ties with that department and many of the faculty members worked closely with Jan or um, you know, have, have been involved in the dance project in other ways. Right. Many of them have toured with the dance festival. Um, and you know, at the current moment, we also have a lot of dance project has a lot of interns that come from the that's uncg why, dance department yeah. yeah so mm -hmm. we we try to keep a lot of uh, a lot of connections a lot of our teachers are alum uh, alumni yeah. from that program so uh, we we have a close relationship with uncg that's and awesome. and with other dance departments in the area too right because you have school of arts and school of the arts um you know there's dance at wake forest yeah. uh, salem a&t um Elon, <laughs> High Point, yeah, there yeah. are a lot of dance dance programs in the area. So, which is very good to hear. It's great, yeah. Awesome. Um, so as far as, let's, go, let's get into the festival now. Yeah. So that's kind of why we're here. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to touch on you because you do a lot of work, a lot of hard work, and you know, we're going to see the result with these, uh, <laughs> these events. Um, so tell us about the events for November 8th and 9th. Sure. So uh, we, one of our main programs is a North Carolina Dance Festival. And we're going into our 29th season. Actually, we've started our 29th season because yep. we had our first show two weeks ago in Asheville. And this festival is um, is a showcase of North Carolina choreographers, mm -hmm. primarily working in modern and contemporary dance. Um, and the idea is that we want to be able to support the creation of new work happening mm -hmm here in the state um, to present high high quality repertory um, and to, to introduce artists and audiences in new places. So we select, we have an adjudication process every year and we select a handful of choreographers whose work we'd, we're gonna show that season. And then we take, we take those choreographers to different cities across the state. Uh, throughout its history, 
the festival has, you know, at its largest, I think we had six or seven sites across across wow. the, the state. Yeah. yeah. And most of those, not all of them, but most of them were colleges and universities. Yeah. As Jan was creating this, she was working at UNCG and her main contacts were with other colleagues working in the dance departments yes. in, at Duke, for instance, or Meredith College, oh, yeah. App State, um, UNC Charlotte. So lots of the dance departments were hosts for, for the festival for many years. Um, and in recent years, that's shifted for a number of reasons, partly because, you know, the, the dance community in the state looks really different than it did almost 30 years ago. Yeah, um, You know, when the dance festival first started, there wasn't a lot of dance happening outside of the academic settings. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, now there are really vibrant dance communities particularly in the major cities of North Carolina, but um, but in smaller cities as well. So there's a lot more sort of community yes. happening. It's yes. not just in the academic settings. And then, of course, you know, colleges and universities, they they grow and change and their faculty changes mm-hmm. and their focus changes. And they, they needed to, several, several of our partners um, needed to make changes in how they were presenting things or what they were presenting so that they could really um, support their departments in the way they wanted to. And so so our relationships shifted a little bit. In the last couple of years, we've decided to really um, um, move away at the moment anyway from presenting in academic settings and self-produce shows in, in the community spaces. Right. So... Uh, this year we're in Asheville, Durham, and Greensboro, mm-hmm. and um, in Asheville we we just went. We've been there a couple of years, uh, and we go to this tiny little uh, intimate theater called the BB Theater. Yeah. Um, Asheville Contemporary Dance Theater is the the sort of resident company and the owner of that space, and it's it's such a neat little theater because it really, I mean, it's very intimate with the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it it allows, I mean, it can be a challenge for the larger group works because the stage is small, but, um, but I just, I feel such a connection with, with the audience there and the, the dances just kind of transform in a different way than they do when you're separated, um, you know, when they're up on a big stage and you're sitting far back. Yeah. So it's just a really different experience there. And the Asheville dance community is, um, there's a lot going on. It's it's sort of small but mighty. <laughs> um, so that's a very friendly, warm place to be. And then we're getting ready to be in Durham this this coming weekend. Um, and Durham has really exploded as a dance oh, scene yeah. in the last mm, ten years, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we've got a lot of this year. We have a lot of partnerships with local uh, local organizations and other local groups there. And then here we're talking about Greensboro. Yes. So uh, <laughs> we'll finish out the season in early November, November 8th and 9th here in Greensboro, which is, you know, we're Dance Project is based in Greensboro. So it's sort of our home home base. And uh, these tend to be some of our larger um, programs here in Greensboro. So we'll have two different evenings of performance. Uh, one will be so November 8th on Friday we will present three of our artists along with some dance films mm-hmm. uh, in the Green Hill Art Gallery. Okay. And that is, I mean, 
we've had a relationship with Green Hill for many years and presented lots of different things. Jan's company used to perform there many, you know, almost every year. Um, but it's a really interesting space. It's a lovely gallery. Yes, it is. And yeah. right, right now, they've got sort of a very minimalist exhibition up. It's, it's, there's nothing on the floor. It's very mm-hmm. open. There's just stuff on the walls. And so it's kind of going to be a little bit of an experimental space for the artists and each each dance is going to inhabit a different part of the gallery so there will be a little little migration of the audience through the space um, that evening i'm really excited about how that's all going to come together and then uh, on on saturday night november 9th is our sort of big main stage performance here we'll be in the van dyke performance space Mm -hmm. on the ground floor of the cultural center and uh, we've got six um, six of our artists who will be presenting work there. That's sort of our most formal, traditional space that we have right now. Um, so we're able to do larger group works and things with a little bit more, um, that need a little bit more technical uh, <laughs> capability. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm just going to work. Um, yeah. But that's going to be crazy. That's going to be cool. So it changes. It's going to change from the 8th and 9th. They're totally kind of different. They're totally different. Yeah, wow. totally different. Two very different ways to experience dance. Yeah. One of the things that I have really been interested in in the last couple of years, especially as we've kind of shifted the, the places that we've been performing, is the way that that affects how the audience experiences dance. Yeah. Um, and so some, some of those places, like in Asheville, as I was saying, you know, it's very intimate, very close up. Other places you're a little more removed, and you can you can see if you were to be at both of those shows, you'd experience the same dance very differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I really I really like that. I like the option between the gallery and the the theater space to you know in the gallery you can you you're not limited to watching from one set seat. You can yeah. walk around a little bit. Um, you can be really close. You can hear the dancers breathing. You can hear their feet um, in a way that, that you mostly don't experience in a larger theater. Absolutely. That sounds so fun. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm definitely going to show up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hope no, you so, do. Yeah. So I'm curious. When you, obviously it changes with each location. Mm-hmm. How do you choreograph or plan to, the, I guess, each of the performances in those, those spaces? Do you go and just kind of scope it out, or how does that work? Yeah, usually I'm, these spaces that we're using this year are ones that we used last year. So right. this year was a little yeah, easier because yeah. <laughs> I knew I knew what the spaces were like, but for sure, right. yeah. The first time we're in a space, I, I take a look at um, at what the space looks like, what it feels like, what the technical capabilities are. Um, and from there, I think about, you know, which of the dances that we have to work with, which of those are going to look good mm-hmm. in that space, which are going to be able to be presented well, yeah. um, and which of them are going to feel like a good fit for that community as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so that means, you know, that means that what we do is we program each each location as its own concert. And I love getting to think about how the works relate not just to the space, but also to each other. Yes. Um, and, and how to create that 
flow of a concert. I guess, I mean, in a way that is sort of choreography. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. The way that I'm exercising that choreographic vision is to um, is to place place the dances themselves um, in a in a space in a sequence with the other works on the program. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. I can, I'm definitely gonna. Oh no, I just like dancing. So I'm definitely, yeah. gonna, you've painted a really good picture of it for me. You know, sitting here talking to you, so I'm definitely gonna. I'm excited to see how it's gonna look. And I think one of the other things, you know, I, I've been talking a lot about spaces, but even though all of these choreographers are working within the general modern and contemporary dance genre, they're all approaching it in really different ways. Mm -hmm. And so both, you know, for instance, from Friday night to Saturday night, you'll see very different kinds of work, but even within those programs themselves, each each dance is its is really its own its own thing and Mod I mean, it's hard to explain modern dance because it can look so many different ways. Exactly. Um, but, you know, it can feel a little mysterious to people who aren't as familiar with it and maybe aren't sure how to how to watch it or what they're supposed to be getting from it and what the meaning is. And, um, you know, I, I really encourage viewers who are newer to modern dance to to not worry too much about making sense of the dance. Yeah. Some dancers are going to are going to have a story or are going to make sense in a different way. And others are going to be very abstract mm -hmm. and are more about the feelings that they bring up in the audience or more about the the lighting or the relationships between between the dancers. And just to let, let yourself kind of get what you get, right? Like feel, yeah, feel yeah. what you feel yeah. and not struggle too hard to, to make a story mm -hmm. or to, to make a meaning or to kind of try to guess what the choreographer was intending. Many yes. choreographers, they probably did have something that they had, a, you know, sort of specific meaning. Yeah, yeah, but yeah for sure. But also many want the audience to come to their own meaning. You know, what does this mean to you in your life with coming to it with your experience? Um, and I love that about, about dance. That's so cool. You can make it your own thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. And if, you know, if you're like not that into the first piece, it wasn't really your style, maybe the second or the third one is going to be something that you really relate to. So I, I think one of, that's that's one of the benefits of a like a showcase program like this where it's it's multiple artists showing shorter works, um, but all all in one evening. Absolutely. And are these different performances, are they created by the performers are you doing is it are they created here with you or are you different teachers so they're not created by dance project we're curating yes um so uh we're the choreographers we have um i think 11 for the season and nine of them will be showing Perfect. here in uh in greensboro and each of those choreographers has has created their own dance right yeah and right. and they you know in the adjudication process they submitted that and we have a we have a adjudication team that um, that looks through all of them and and sort of decides who feels like the right fit this season. Absolutely, yeah. and for people who may be interested in submitting later on, mm -hmm. how would they do that? We typically put out a call uh, for submissions in the late fall or winter, so uh, late November or early December. Yeah. Um, submissions are often due in January. Mm -hmm. And we typically announce uh, the next season's artists March or April. Right. Yeah. Right. Awesome. And yeah. as far as the process goes with y'all choosing mm -hmm. who's, who's going to be and what, uh, how long does that usually take? 
we usually send send all the videos to our adjudicators and give them about a month or a so. Month. Okay. Um, and then there's a little more time on our end. You know, once we've gotten back their recommendations of really seeing how do these fit together, where do we imagine that they'll fit well within the season. Um, and sometimes there are sort of logistical details. We haven't quite confirmed the date yet or, you know, so yeah. uh, typically – Typically, it takes a, a couple of months from when submissions are due to when we are announcing. That's so awesome. Well, heck yeah, this is, this is yeah. amazing. This is, this is really exciting. I can tell you're very excited <laughs> about it. So this is awesome. You know, I love dance. I love talking about it. I love watching it. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really grateful that I get to have a role that allows me to interact with, with dance and with dance makers on on a regular basis and gets to support that happening here in North Carolina. We've got yes. a lot of really talented artists here yeah. um, and a lot of students who are graduating, right? And we, we, one of the things we really wanna do is create opportunities for those students to be able to stay in North Carolina yes. and yes. make a career as an artist um, without needing to go to New York or LA, DC or yeah. LA, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So we're, you know, slowly but surely we're, we're making some headway. It's going to happen. I love it. Yeah. It's amazing. And for people who maybe want to get into the dance project, mm-hmm. to these, these 18 months to adult yeah, classes, classes, how would they do that? Um, our schedule is online. Okay. Uh, danceproject.org um, is, is our website. We are uh, in the middle of our fall semester for for youth students, so right. students under 18. We'll, we'll open up our spring registration for youth students uh, mid-November, okay. and that will start in January. But adults can drop into our classes at any at any time. That's awesome. Um, we just, you know, they, they sort of register in a general way yeah, yeah, um, yeah. on yeah. our website, and then, then they can drop, drop in. in. Yeah, we've got, we've got some beginning-level classes for folks who have never danced before mm-hmm. or are wanting to come back to it after a long time. And then we, we also have advanced, uh, intermediate and advanced levels of just about all of our forms of dance, ballet, modern, jazz, tap, hip-hop. Yeah. Um, we, awesome. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff. <laughs> we have some, some master classes that mm-hmm. we do periodically, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And if yeah. someone wants to get in contact with you, mm-hmm. um, how would they be able to do that? Um, I mean, you can do that through our website. Probably, yeah, gotcha, um, gotcha. yeah, that's probably the easiest yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, through Dance Project. Yeah. Awesome. We'll link all that in the description. Awesome. Um, and that's handful of episodes you will, or interviews you'll hear from people who are in the program. In the yeah. Festival. So that's going to be amazing. November 8th um, at Green Hill, which is at the Cultural Arts Center. Mm-hmm. And November 9th at Van Dyke Performance Space, which is also in the mm-hmm. Center on the right. bottom floor? The, the, yep, the first floor. Awesome, awesome. So thank you. Please come up and uh, support that because this is amazing. I'm excited about it because I, <laughs> I do like dance from a very uh, um, novice level, I guess. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> but I don't know a lot about it, but, you know, this is going to be really fun to watch. But thank you. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. And have a good day. You too. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Live Journal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smokes, niggles, whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.